Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! The return to glory. Yo, what's up, man? Michael, how are you? It's been raining um, out there, huh? The weather has been the worst of all time. Um, I played in the rain yesterday. Actually, it was actually fun, but uh, it was the worst at the same time. It's like at some point, like your clothes and your rain glove, they just kind of give out. And then it's like, then it turns into, all right, all I need to do is just hold on to the golf club and hopefully the ball goes in play somewhere. But I actually played pretty well, but um, I also did not wear any rain gear. So I was in, we played up like a public course. And anytime I can get the chance to wear like sweats and a hoodie, I'm in. So that's what I wore and pouring down rain. And by the 18th hole, Cotton. I weigh, if I have no clothes on, I weigh 190 pounds. And on the 18th hole, I probably weighed 225 pounds. <laughs> clothes were just so like soaked, waterlogged, soaked. But I birdied my last two in the rain. So I wasn't mad about that. You surrendered to the, to the wetness. I surrendered to the wetness and the putter was rolling. So that could be like a little uh, um, concession nickname for losing to me. What's that? Surrender to the wetness. Oh my god! Make that <laughs> make that your your Instagram handle. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, dude, that's very professional. I mean, surrender to the wetness. I'm so. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, I don't know. Yesterday it reminded me, it, it just reminded me of high school when we would. Cause I mean, I, I do whatever I can to not play in the rain. Um, when I practice, I go to driving ranges that have like some kind of cover. So I avoid all elements all the time. But I remember in high, <clears throat> in high school, after school, if it was raining, as long as there was no lightning, we're playing. Yeah, for sure. Some of the like the, the best junior golf memories I have, like playing in the Hamilton County Junior, uh, where they went to four different courses in the Park District. Um, there was one day at Sharon Woods where it was pouring down rain, and it was one of the most memorable uh, rounds of golf like I had like in high school. It's fun, like yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. We always bring up Dorn on this podcast. We just need to keep him here as a <laughs> third host at all times. But one of my uh, like most memorable times on the course, it was me and Dorn chipping at Heritage, and it was pouring down rain. And we were just we were doing this uh, drill. John Berenger sent us that they do that they would do at Indiana, and we were determined to complete it. Like determined to to get it over with. And we were on the shipping green for like three hours. Just rain gear wasn't doing anything anymore, but we were just having a blast. And we still talk about that to like to this day. Like, remember when we did that? <laughs> just like the rain out the rain out here is not heavy. It's just like light rain for a long time. But when you're you know on the golf course for four hours, it's just like I 
the, if, if my hands up yeah if my hand didn't slip off the club i'd probably hit a good shot um but you know every other shot you're like all right do i grip it tighter do i grip it looser it's just you know a game of how can i hold on to this golf club <laughs> right that uh reminded me of a few other rain stories i have you uh i got one more i do want to talk about I can't remember if it was my 16th or 18th birthday, but it poured rain like all morning, all afternoon. And then like the skies opened up around four thirty, five o'clock. So me and my brothers went out and played, uh, played at Clovernook and, uh, <clears throat> all the creeks were pretty, uh, overflown, flooded, you could say. Uh, and we came to number eight. And it, the course was sopping, sopping wet, but it was fun because we were the only ones out there. We were hitting shots from anywhere. We were taking our time. I mean, I think we played the front nine in like three hours because we were just going to like all these places around the around the hole and just like replaying like from 50 yards away or something like that. Um, but we get to number eight and then there's this giant catfish in the water. And uh, for some reason, I was like, well, guys, we're going to catch this. And so I got my towel and like sank it into the water. And I was like, so this catfish was trying to swim back upstream into the lake on number 18, because like there's a underground like watering that like sp uh, spills out through like to the eighth hole, like underneath nine and number 10. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was trying to get back up to the lake. And so I was like, guys, like let's set this towel in the, in the Creek. And when this thing tries to swim by, we're going to, I'm going to say pull and we're going to pull this thing out of the water. And, uh, lo and behold, we did. And we, we caught this thing, ended up taking it just back up to where it was trying to go up to the lake on 18, but it was pretty <laughs> funny and pretty memorable. But yeah, I mean, you, you wouldn't get that if it didn't storm. That's, uh, that's the most West Sider story I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. It reminds me of the turtle guy on YouTube back in the day. Yeah. Remember him from down in like Danville, Kentucky? Uh, yeah, yeah. That guy <laughs> definitely would go to Elder or uh, Coleraine or whatever West Side School you guys got there. Um, <laughs> the one closest to Indiana and Kentucky. I don't know what yeah. that is, but dude, I met uh, these guys. Let us play three yesterday. After way too long. Um, but I have, uh, a Cincinnati Bearcats head cover on my bag and one guy saw it and goes, Oh, are you from Cincinnati? I'm like, like, yeah, I am. And he, he goes, Oh, nice. I went to St. X. Wow. Graduated <laughs> 2011. Same year as me. So that's hilarious. You know, we did the whole, like, Oh, you know, like George Rohde and all those guys, Smith Brinker. It's the guy he brought up next. I was like, I haven't heard that name in forever. <laughs> Me either. Like, I can't believe that was the first name I thought of. But shout out Smith and George. And I'm gonna be honest, George Rody and Smith Brinker. If when I think of Saint X, I think of guys like that. Yeah, I'm not saying they're bad guys. <clears throat> I love George. No, but... I mean for sure. I mean they were they were the faces of of the Saint X golf team. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Me and George had a really good match in the Cincinnati Met, which. Um, we went 21 holes and I missed like this short one on, I think the 19th hole. Mm. Um, oh no, we went 20. No, I missed a short one on the 20th hole to, to close him out and, and beat him. But 
he drained this like 20 footer um, for birdie on number three at Summit Hills, and it's like, damn, dude, that uh, that was a that was a freaking that was a bomb for sure. Yeah, it's just out here when you and never meet anyone from Cincinnati out here, and so who was it? I have no. I honestly didn't Don't even, remember his name. Didn't even get his name. He said he transferred. Oh, he he said he transferred after his like sophomore year or something like that. So he was from into into Saint X or out of Saint X. Out of Saint X. Uh, he went. He said he was from Indiana. Like whatever he said, Lawrenceburg. Yeah, like Lawrenceburg, Brighton, yeah. all that's yeah, over there. I think he. I think he said something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I thought if you were like from out there, you go to like Elder, <clears throat> not Saint X. We can go anywhere now. Really? Well, I mean, yeah. at Moeller, like, we had kids from, like, you know, like, I mean, I, I lived in Mason, and that's basically Dayton. So it's, like, the last exit of the greater Cincinnati area. And, yeah. you know, it took me, like, 35, 40 minutes to get to school. And every time I tell people out that out here that it took me, like, a while to get to school, I think it's the craziest thing. And also an all-guy school, too, which is not common, I've heard. No, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah, it took me, like, 15 to get to school. That's not too bad. No. Mostly just traffic. Like, if there's no traffic, it'd be, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Coleraine Avenue for me. <clears throat> which, wow. fun fact, I passed through this... Uh, I think it was like Tavares, Florida, just north of like Mission Inn. Mm-hmm. I was working a camp there this past weekend and talk about kids who didn't have rain gear either. There were a couple that didn't and oh, it was a rough one for them. Whether it was gloves or like <clears throat> umbrella or towels or um, outerwear. Like, yeah, I mean, a lot of a good amount of them weren't prepared, but uh, they were thinking warm and sunny Florida, I guess. But anyways, like reason i was bringing this up uh there's this little street called Coleraine avenue <laughs> out there and i just kind of chuckled i was like huh oh the universe yeah i used to live uh like a block away from ohio avenue which i lived in ohio avenue in college and <laughs> every time i passed it i was like damn it's wild it just follows right? me yeah but dude to go back to the rain thing by the way I had to change bags, basically replace. I think my rangefinder's broken. Uh, um, it was an expensive day because I had to switch to my other bag. I had to dry everything off. Um, all the gloves shot, even though like I was using yeah, rain gloves. You like but to, you like to use a lot of gloves. My hand, yeah, my hands sweat, so I like to have three in rotation because. I can't help it. Unlike some people, again, Dorn will use a glove for a month, like one glove for like a month and a half, and that's it. Yeah. When I went I down envy. to Florida, you only use one glove. In Florida? Yeah. I can't. I can't even use a normal glove in Florida. I have to use a rain glove <laughs> if it's sunny because my hands sweat. Yeah. It's... I mean, I was. <clears throat> I took one shot at the camp. And I didn't practice this weekend. I was just working the camp all day Saturday and Sunday morning and then just got on the road back up north. But um, 
I, I had one, I gave it one swing with like this kid's three iron and the club slipped right out of my hands and I hit like six inches behind it. And I was like, Oh boy. That's how it was. Yeah. Dude, is it, how humid is it there? And it's um, February. I, yeah, it was fine. I mean, it rained yesterday, but other than that, like it was a little bit coolish for Orlando, Vera beach, Sebastian, Florida. And, uh, I mean, it was like 75 at its warmest. And then uh, the lowest high, I want to say, was like 65, 67 degrees when I was down here. Yeah. Wow. That's honestly kind of perfect. It, uh, it was. It cold in Vero Beach? Yeah. Yeah. I did some like beach workouts in the morning. I played early one morning as well, too, which mm-hmm. was awesome. I played nine holes, back nine of this really nice good layout public course that uh that's right next to my grandpa's place and uh i was like second group out 708 with this with this other guy who um he doesn't golf unless he he has a timeshare haha down in uh (laughs) down in vero and he doesn't golf unless he's down down there so like so he only golfs in florida yeah He's from Connecticut and he just like rides all these like BMW motorcycles and he talked about. So we chatted a little bit, but he was never like super like gawky about like my golf game. I never told him I was a pro, but at the end of it, like he figured it out and uh, (laughs) like, yeah, he didn't ask him for like any swing advice or anything like that, but we just like really enjoyed our company and played in like an hour and 45 minutes and I had the whole morning to to practice and then get back to work. Took a few calls for the day and whatnot too. So, eighteen holes um, in an hour and forty five minutes. Nine holes. Sorry, we played the back nine. Yeah. yeah. Ironically enough, I got the PGA rate, which uh, I still had to pay. I mean, twelve fifty for nine holes, but you know, I, I mean, it's not that bad. I, yeah, I mean, I paid <clears throat> paid seventy dollars yesterday to get basically a shower so oh and and the carts were off the path it was insane wow it was insane like i'm looking at it's still raining right now oh man brutal anyway uh so keep going i'm sorry i interrupted you i forgot where i was i'm sorry <laughs> it's all good i said what i had to say though this rain is just in my head dude I, it it, it just two more apparently two more days of this yeah yeah we're doing <sighs> a just, pod recording a little later in the day for for everyone else to to know but i figured that because it was raining i saw the forecast and <laughs> yeah um, my yeah. and my eyes are a little bit more open this morning i'm talking a little bit more i was watching the last one and i was just cracking myself up <laughs> i'm like dude i I said like four words in the first 30 minutes. Uh, uh, I was going to say, oh yeah, I joined, a, I joined a new course and I've only been able to get out there like twice since I joined. So, And it's 70 bucks? No, no, no. I, I played a public oh, course. Oh, it's a different yeah. um, Gotcha. Yeah, dude, the the deal I got on this new one is like 5000 for the year. Unbelievable. 27 <laughs> wow. holes, full range, yeah. Un- unbelievable but uh i'm pumped to is that a pro rate there. no it's just 
They're right. Well, uh, so there's like options. It's like four fifty a month plus um, a thousand dollar initiation if you want to do that, or you can just pay a year in advance and not have to pay that initiation. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna pay it all now." But I assume you you have to pay card fees. Yeah, it's fifteen dollars a card. No, that's not bad at all. No, and then to walk is free. Oh, you can't walk this golf course. Oh, gotcha. It's the only downside, but most courses out here you don't really want to walk because so many hills, you know. But, um, yeah, uh, anyway, so there's been a lot of news about the PGA Tour. Do you want to – I've kind of been following it a little bit, but I know you've been probably following it more than me. Do you want to – not really let me pull this up too because i want to want to get my facts right pga tour new deal so what i do know before i pull this up is there was like a three billion dollar investment into the pga tour they're no longer become going to be a um, non-profit they're going to be a for-profit. I saw that. And of course. Yeah. And, uh, their talks with live may or may not be off the table now, but, uh, basically they got a bunch of investors, uh, mostly, uh, sport owners in America to invest in the PGA tour and, uh, kind of beef it full of money. And, probably won't have to worry about too many sponsorships anymore. I've heard like through the grapevine as well that like they're kind of really just like slowly but surely showing all their sponsors the door in a sense. Really? Probably. Yeah. And probably they're, they're making it like a lot more difficult to like put on the events. Um, and like, it's more like on your own stuff. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I've heard it's been a little rocky. I can't remember which tournament in particular. I want. It was one like around Ohio, not Muirfield, because like the elite, the uh, the big ones that they have now, the signature events, like those are all taken care of. Like that's where they yeah. want all their big sponsors to come in. But like the smaller ones, like Sanderson Farms, um, Barbasol. I don't think they're having Barbasol anymore. John Deere. Um, John Deere they're like all like really taking a big hit and they're not getting like the support from the PGA tour that they used to, which, uh, I mean, it's kind of shitty, really shitty. I mean, it's turning into, um, an enterprise. Yeah. And it's more, it's, they're more looking for, I think they're looking. I heard someone say that, the worst thing that could happen to golf is what is what happened to horse racing. Meaning there's only three races that matter a year and which is like the triple crown thing. Right. I know nothing about horse racing, but this is what the guy was saying. And golf is slowly turning into, we're only going to care about the majors and the world golf championships. If, even even if people care, I don't even think people care about that. But with how um, 
it's a little bit of the player's fault because they always talk about how important the majors are, but like I just remember growing up and watching like the Buick Open and be and like loving watching that. Like at Warwick Hills. Like I loved Yeah. And that was one of my favorite tournaments to watch. And then I got to play an AJGA there and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And uh there's just no I have absolutely no interest to watch a golf tournament. And I know I'm a little different than like the the normal consumer, but I don't know what is going to bring someone to watch, you know, a Sunday at some tournament at like Harbor town or trying to think of like a a bigger one than that. Or like a Bay Hill, like the Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Like what's, what's going to bring someone to watch that over, the good good guys playing a match against whoever i'm I'm not kidding this is insane it's it's absolutely insane like the internet it's accessible as well too yeah and and it's and like the pga tour is taking and live they kind of took the competitiveness away from the players like watching that sunday in like 2012 2009 2005 like over every putt, people were like, you know, even if it was like five feet, like you're kind of like, even as a uh, consumer, you're like kind of sweating it. You're like, is this guy going to make it? Are we going to go to extras? Are we going to go, you know? And uh, I just feel like that is not there unless it's in a major. And even in majors, yeah. I feel like they're like a little bit, because with all this live thing and how they kind of pulled everyone apart. And then even the players like Rory was like so against it. Now he's like, right back for it like what happened to the morality thing what happened like remember it was like oh how could you take that money now it's like oh i get it you want to set your family up and now obviously that's i I just don't nothing makes sense nothing about this has ever made sense and even as like we're trying to play like there's this america's tour going on the the um q school i feel like changes something's different every year um, nothing's ever been like very static besides the first like four years between like 2016 to 2019 that like when me and you first turned pro, like it was very <clears throat> set in stone of like, this is what's happening every year. Yeah. After COVID there was kind of a rift, huh? When they had to really just push everything off and like hold off for a bit. And I mean, it kind of saturated the market and, and just hundred percent it, it damned everything you know and and so there was such like a little little opening to to get on and access to the tour that i mean it's crazy how like everything unfolds and this is where we are now i mean i think of reasons why we have like why we're moving towards like majors being the only things that matter like in a sense like Tiger kind of attributed to that because he put such emphasis on winning majors at no, the same the media, the media did because Jack, cause it was always chasing 18, but Tiger yeah. still played in all the tournaments. He has, I mean, he has 82 wins and well, he, he did, but when he got hurt and start, and especially after his car accident too, like he, this was not 2021, everything was still kind of normal. 
after Tiger said, like, yeah, I'm just going to play in majors and that's it, which he's not the first person to have done that. Ben Hogan did it 50 years ago, mm-hmm. but golf wasn't what it was 50 years ago. It wasn't as popular as it was now. And I mean, Tiger is such like an influential figurehead in, in golf and sport. And so with him like playing a less condensed schedule, I mean, it appealed to a few other guys too that were kind of getting to his caliber, like Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, now John Rahm, um, and all like all these guys are talking about playing too much and being on the road too much, and 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 now they're like not getting paid enough in the last few years because of live, and um, it's really just snowballed, you know. And and Tiger, sure, like he had a little bit of a, a factor to do with it, but. He never would have wanted this. I mean, I look back to like Bay Hill, for example, like that's one of my memories. Biggest Tiger memories was when he came back after 2008 and made that same putt he did on basically from 2008 in 2009 at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And he just like goes crazy with and like lifts his leg up and hugs Stevie and like wins the tournament by like taking down Sean O'Hare in the last several holes. I think he was down like one or two and like came back, but, um, and he made the birdie to win by one on the last hole. But yeah, I mean like Bay Hill, I mean, that's a signature event now and we know why we know why because of Arnold Palmer. Yeah, but also Tiger winning it eight, seven, eight times. Yep, like if that's if, true. If Tiger does, but the the thing about that, like the whole major thing, is the reason Tiger started doing it is because he's just like, if I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play in the most important ones, right? So, or like the biggest ones, I should say, and and he would be playing in like the more I would they they weren't elevated, but they kind of are elevated, like Arnold Palmer, Doral, Firestone, yeah, Firestone. Um, you know, farmers, I guess is a, I guess it's a bigger one, but like, I just, I don't like anything about what golf is right now. Yeah. It's really off putting. Um, it really is. It's just kind of a bummer, man. Like I want to watch. Like, I don't even care if, like, all the best players aren't playing, but, like, let's have some – it it really only means something to the people who are playing, Yeah, unfortunately. I want to watch, like, some meaning. Like, I want to have more meaning behind, like, the Colonial and Byron Nelson um, yeah. and John Deere. Like, we, we mentioned them earlier. Like, that's such a cool event, too. Um, which ones are elevated? Let's look this up. Or signature. Yeah, I mean. So it's the Century Pebble Beach, which was this past weekend. um, Which, yeah, should be. Genesis Invitational. uh, Riviera, yeah. I see that. Uh, Arnold Palmer. We just mentioned that too. Uh, Harbor Town, RBC Heritage. Wells Fargo. The Memorial Tournament. I don't know why... Harbor Town. Isn't that the week after the Masters? Yes. They should have just moved that like two weeks after and elevated and elevated it. Yeah, I agree. It's but, like I mean, they're doing that with, all, I think, all the majors. I mean, I think they have Wells Fargo. Just get guys to play or what? 
Yeah, I think they just want to keep him playing like a couple weeks at a time at least. Like I think Wells Fargo is what May six through twelve, and then I want to say the PGA is the next weekend. Um, RBC Heritage is right after the Masters. Memorial Tournament and Travelers is right in between the U.S. Open. Um, and then there's really nothing and they have the British Open. So, I, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like they're keeping like the, the bulk of the PGA Tour schedule like in the first six months. And um, I mean, I'd like to see a lot more, like a, a little bit more like emphasis on the other tournaments. Like the waste management, like that's not a signature event. That could easily be a signature event. Yeah, but um, no, but like um, the elevated ones, you just can't qualify for. I mean, that's that one's already a given. Like the, yeah, which it's gonna have the most views, and they don't need they don't need all that. Like player that that already made a name for itself, right? But that's just the, like it made a name for itself because you, you can just fucking party, which at is fine. These elevated events, no, at waste management. The yeah. Elevated events are only elevated for the sponsors and the players. It has nothing to do with any, nothing has to do with the fans. They haven't done anything different to, I, I just. Except probably raise ticket prices. Yeah, but do, does anyone really care to go? It's like one of those things you just kind of give away. Mm-hmm. But uh, like the Genesis is like right here. I'm like, there's no, there's no way in hell I'm going. But I'm sure, it's it's just like one of those things you go and like network. That's kind of what it, golf has turned into. It's, just, it's always kind of been a networking thing, honestly, which is, you know, cool. But um, it's just so different now. It's just very different, and it's it's kind of tapped the networking and business side is really starting to tap into the competitive side, and yeah. it's it's really putting. It's it's making the rich richer and the poor poorer, in a sense. A thousand percent. It's it's becoming more and more difficult to to play in tournaments or pay for tournaments because their entry fees are going up. Because um, green fees are going up. Green fees are going up. Practice facility fees are going up. Uh, yeah, I mean yeah. a lot's happening. But when man, I first, what it comes down to. When I first moved to LA, there's this driving range that I used to go to. I still kind of go to every now and then, but a large bucket was twelve dollars. A large bucket now is twenty. <clears throat> it's insane. Twenty bucks for hundred balls. That's some that's some Florida pricing right there. I was talking to somebody about this other day, and they were <clears throat> we were talking about how I used to live in Florida and like how it compares to here. And he's like, "Oh, well, Florida is like." At least there's like more golf out there. We know because we talked about this in a podcast, but California has the most golf courses, right? A lot bigger state, whatever. But the prices in Florida, like Iron Horse, remember when we used to go out to practice at Iron Horse? Yeah, you didn't play, pay much for it at all. It was 7000 for the year, all no cart fees. That's it. It's flat rate. Pay quarter, and you got a minimum, right? Yeah, food minimum. That's like 100, 120 bucks a month. But, you know, I'm there every day, so I'm going to use it. And uh, 
never didn't never not used it basically but uh anyway so i moved moved to california and you know i still have like i know spencer who still lives down there pretty close and he was telling me that it's a hundred grand to join iron horse now initiation <laughs> that's so nuts that's i mean it's crazy it's, talk it's like a nice place right like but not like not that nice not that not that at all but like it Golf has just boomed so much that it's just like, like even Naples. My dad go. My dad got an offer for his condo down there, and for a lot more than what he paid for, a lot more, like almost a hundred percent more. And he goes, "Where would I go? Like, I would have to use that money, the exact amount of money, to buy it probably a smaller place in Naples because like it's so busy, and." There's Everyone's trying to move down there. It's so it's so nuts. In, there's waitlist at every country club, and every country club is like two hundred thousand dollars to join. If it's like a you know a, a good one, and most of them are good, but like old corkscrew is probably like what like two hundred dollars to play. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's been like that for a while too. Yeah, it, it's just I, I just can't believe how big golf is like the days of you like having the course to yourself are over like the range to yourself you you really got to cherish those and like relish in those uh courses and those areas when you do find them i mean they they can be there at certain times for certain courses um that was one thing i liked about playing like super early and just playing nine holes as well too because like I'm just finishing up when it's starting to get busy and like I have like a little bit of downtime. I could just chill. I just chilled out for a few minutes and like practiced afterwards. And I mean, it was, it was nice. I mean, so, I mean, there's ways, ways around it too, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like when you find, like there's nowhere where you can go where it's like not too many places you can go to where, where you don't have much traffic. (sighs) Unless it's like um, subpar weather, inclement weather. Yeah, last night I went back to the range after I played. Had to go home and change. And I actually, uh, so after, real quick story, but uh, after we played, I played with James and one of his buddies. And uh, we were like, let's go grab some food. I, I, I had changed clothes in the car because I was, you know, just dripping wet. But, um, we went to this bar I used to I work at every now and then, like if they ever need people, because uh, my buddy's the GM. And so I was like, oh, it's like right around the corner. Let's just go here. We get there. There's like 70 people. It's not a big place. There's like, it's a 70 person party, basically. There's like kids there. There's adults <laughs> like drinking. And there's only two girls that are working. And uh, one of the girls, like, I, I mean, I know them. They used to work with them or I have worked with them, uh, comes over to me. She's like, call Brian. Like, we kind of need help. He's the GM. And so I call him, and he goes, I'm going to be there in like 45 minutes. Do you mind helping him out? <laughs> so we're sitting there like ordering food, <laughs> and I look at like the uh, my buddy, and I like hang up the phone. I'm like, ah. I'm like, I'll be back in like 30 minutes. And so I like hop behind the bar, start working for free, didn't even clock in. Oh and, my uh, god! 
anyway, I don't even know why I was going telling that story, but it was just funny because he was just like sitting there alone, just watching me like bus tables, run food and making drinks for like 45 <laughs> minutes. Dude, it was, it was insane. Like the, the kitchen where they put all the food when it's ready was like, it was overwhelming, but, uh, anyway, so like we left there, went home, changed and I went back to the range pouring down rain, but there's like a cover. Yeah. It was me and one other guy who were hitting balls. And in my head, all I could think of was like, this is the first time I've been at a range we're when no it's just been like me or one other person in yeah. probably two years. Thanks, COVID. I remember skipping school and going to a range and I'd be the only one there because, you know, it was like one thirty on a Wednesday. And no right. one would be there till five, like at Edders or something. And then like three or four people would show up and that's it. Now it's like you have to wait for stalls and I'm doing a lot of bitching on this podcast, but (laughs) yeah, Mike, stop being petty. I know, dude. I'm just, I miss it, man. I miss having the course to myself and it's just an unbelievable feeling when when you get that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, we will go where the golf is and where the where the golf freedom you could say is. Yeah. I also live in like the most we'll populated it, city unquote. in America. So maybe I've have I have fantasies of moving to the middle of nowhere and joining a private club with like a hundred members. Middle of nowhere in Cali? No, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd ever move from LA, but it's just like a like a fantasy of mine of just having the golf course to myself, but also I like, right. I want to be around stuff. So, you know, I, I can't have my cake needed to, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just, maybe there's like somewhere in the middle of nowhere in Florida that I can just go to and, you know, you never know. No, just, I feel th- you. just thinking out loud right now. <laughs> no, I get it. If you, uh, any place that you haven't been to that kind of intrigues you is like, oh man, I might be able to get some of that there. Like Like, if I've traveled anywhere thinking like, I want to live here. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If you've traveled somewhere, I was just being hypothetical, but like places that appeal to you, like Idaho sounds, it seems like it has some cool golf courses and no, no one really around. Same with like Montana, but I don't know if I'd want to live there though. Yeah, I mean, I kind of tend to think of South because it's cold or because it's warm all the time. Um, but people are going South, man. Like everyone's moving South. Like it's, everyone, it's freaking dude. nuts. I get it. I mean, I did it. Yeah, I mean, but, people people want to be be able to like make their own roots, and a lot of people get sick of the cold. And I mean, I've been there. You've been there. Um, I'm not there now which uh, I'm actually going in the opposite direction. So I bought a cold plunge, by the way, too, this week. Yeah, that's where where we're going. (laughs) Have you tried it? Yeah, I did it in college. When? I I hated it. Like after working out? After workout soon. Yeah. I hated it. Um, 
I, well, there's there's this condition. I was talking to the Wittenberg athletic trainer for golf today, and uh, it's called like Raynard's syndrome, where like it's really difficult to um, to be in cold. And yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Oh, it actually looks pretty nasty. Where I guess like your blood doesn't circulate properly when it's cold. So what does that mean? That it's well, here let me, let me. aren't good, or for someone with rain odds, but I'm just gonna um, start saying that <laughs> a condition in which body the body overreacts to certain situation, causing cold and numbness in hands and feet. Urgent medical attention is usually recommended in severe cases by healthcare providers. Here's the deal real quick on my thoughts on the cold plunge. It's not a new thing. It's been a thing for a long time. I think it's a fad. It is a fad. But but I also think there are benefits. And then when people try to tell me that it's good for my recovery or, you know, try to convince me to do it. I kind of just nod my head. I'm like, I'd rather I'd rather go into a sauna or into a hot tub, not because I'm scared of the cold, but I put my body through a lot every day. And if it's the mental, I don't need the mental toughness side of it. So you can save that. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. You know what I mean. I, that's so, that's what I'm doing it for, and it, it really, I, I I didn't get it for the recovery in a sense. Like I do want to, and like eventually, like I want to maybe like find a way to have access to a sauna around me. But step one, um, easiest step, get a cold plunge. Um, and so, like I ended up buying the this ice pod, and so we'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get some videos of me going in, and that can be uh, some of our highlight videos for. <laughs> For the, yeah. for the Instagram pod. Yeah. For the pod Instagram. I, I, I don't want to knock it because I understand it has a lot of benefits. But save me the, this thing is going to change my life kind of thing. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know if I sent you this, but I got to <laughs> go back and find it. It's like this thing that makes fun of like Andrew Huberman. He does like a pair. This guy does like a parody reel. And he's like, ever since I listened to the Hubes, like, uh, I take 45 minute cold showers and I tell everyone about it. And like, you see the next, it cuts to like the next clip for like a, like a quick second. He's like, I take cold showers. And he's like yelling it out in his neighborhood. Well, it's like, uh, I feel like the cold punch thing is a lot like people who do dry January. It's like, all right, we get it. Like you don't want to drink this month. But I also think like if, you have to do these weird little trends to either lose weight or, or, uh, whatever. Then like, what do you do the rest of the year? Because like once it's like, it's like working out, it's like, I'm going to work out every day this month. And then if you don't work out the next month, you're going to lose everything. So people don't understand that. Like once you, it's like golf. Like if you want to make changes, you got to do it. Like you can't just like, like, Oh, someone gave me this tip. I'm going to try it next time I play. It's not how it works. You need to work on it every day. That's how you get better. That's how you ingrain it. Um, if you want to get in shape, you have to work out every day. And once you're in shape, you have to stay in shape. And again, people don't get that. And then the dry January thing, I understand it's it's catchy, whatever, but uh, it's like sober October. Like, what are we even talking about? Um, just don't drink as much. Just, hey, maybe on Tuesday night, let's not drink eight beers. You know, 
maybe let's have some self-control but that's just kind of how i think it's kind of like new year's resolutions where i'm not going to wait till 2025 to start something i'm just going to start it and let it roll yeah the best the most the things i tend to accomplish more and succeed in doing and executing i start now i don't plan like oh i'm gonna do it on monday um I do it now, especially when it comes to my body. And like, that's one reason why I bought this thing. I, I stayed with Paresh. Uh, he made like a quick, like pop in, uh, on the last pot. I don't know if anyone noticed, but, um, <laughs> yeah, when I stayed with him, he recently bought one. And for me, it's more like mental mind training. Yeah. Um, I, I still have a meditation practice and I want to get, I want to start doing it more frequently again, uh, meditation and breath work. And the thing is like, I used to do it outside. I, I would do it like in the winter time here in Pinehurst where I am now, I do it in Florida all the time. That's kind of how I started. Like it would be a little chilly every now and then. Um, and like, it was a challenge and I like the challenge. Yeah. But now like my meditation practice has been a little bit more inconsistent and, and, I don't really go out into the cold what, like I used to and, and practice my breath work. And that was something that really helped me, helped train me like on mental toughness. And so one, one of the reasoning reasonings behind me, like behind this purchase of mine is um, I want to get back to that. I want to be able to just bypass like, all the sucky thoughts I have when I wake up in the morning and just jump in to, in this case, a cold plunge and, um, sit in it until like I've conquered my mind and I've, I have that mind body connection because that was what I felt more than anything was once I got over being cold, um, and I was able to kind of regulate everything and regulate my breath. Um, I just felt like my mind and body was connected a lot better throughout the day and I slept better. Um, I was able to think more clearly. Uh, so like those are the benefits I see in it. And sure, like I'd like to use it for like muscle recovery as well too. Um, hopefully I'm able to like maybe build myself like a sauna in the next year or so. And, (laughs) I got a little cold plunge sauna, like little to and fro. I used to do that a bunch. Do. It's Probably awesome. During COVID, I had a friend who worked at one of those like spa things and she always let me use it whenever I wanted. And I'd go sauna, cold plunge, sauna, cold plunge. And it is good recovery. It is. Um, again, it, like what it said from what it sounds like, you see a lot of results. I, when people try to push it on me, I'm like, just, I'm good. You yeah. Don't, you don't need to do all this. And I can see why you would be like put off by it as well too, from college and someone saying, telling you to get in the cold tub when it's six 30 in the morning. So yeah, for sure. Um, oh, I had something, but I forgot it. Oh, well it'll come back if it's important. Yeah. But you know, like it's just like a fad thing, but Again, I get it. It's good for people. Like I, I have friends out here who love it, and I just, again, I just don't prefer it. 
I am I like the heat more. I, I'm a heat guy all day in and day out, but like yeah. I had a trainer. Cold water fucking scares I, me. Yeah, yeah. It it just sucks, you know. It 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 does suck. I'm not going to sit here and say like, "Oh, it's nothing." Cuz it does suck. Like if you don't jump right in, you're you, you're not getting in. Yeah. Like if you try to dip your foot in first, you're not going to want to get in. It's like smelling it's like smelling a tequila shot right before you take it. Like you're, <laughs> it's going to make it so much worse. Yeah, if you try to down that thing after you smell it, you're like... Yeah, yeah it's just like there, there ain't no way. Um, but I had a trainer in college because um, I had some back things that I was kind of dealing with. And, and he would always be like, yeah, people just like respond better to heat or to cold. And so like you would test it and we'd put ice on my back. Then we would get in the cold tub. Um, and then we'd put heat and then I'd get in the hot tub and the heat always worked. And it's because it just relaxed my whole body. Cause I have very, I'm very like kind of tense. If you can't tell, uh, and yeah, it just relaxed me and it calmed me down. And instead of like fighting my, like fighting it to, you know, like fighting yourself to not think about the cold, it was more of just like, I let every thought go. I was very mindful when I was in the hot tub or if I had a heating pad on my back. Um, and for me, mentally, that's kind of what I need. So I think if anyone's trying to, you know, do the cold tub, try heat as well. Like, yeah, that, that could be, that could be the move. Yeah. And if I wasn't, if I didn't take like hot yoga classes as well too, like I probably wouldn't, wouldn't be so extreme, but I just love challenging myself in those elements. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, hot yoga is so tough. Fuck. Yeah, it is. It is. Last time I did hot yoga, I, I think I was the only guy in there and I was slipping all over my mat cause I was sweating so much. It was absurd. Yeah. yeah I, uh, but man, I felt so good after Yeah, you, you do. I mean, it's a cathartic release. And by every means, yeah. um, yeah, there's been times where I've been, I've taken classes and I just got oceans all over me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I wish I did yoga more, but it's just so tough to, I guess, find time and find a studio at the right price. And yeah, no, I oh, get yeah, it. That too. That too. I was a member at this gym that had like free classes I, my days are so jumbled and I never know like when I'm going to be somewhere unless I absolutely have to. And, uh, I could have taken so many free yoga classes, man. And I, and I don't go to that gym anymore, but, uh, did not take advantage of it, but I did go to, they had like a bunch of stretch classes, which is like, they had a bunch of yoga moves in that as, as well. But, but yeah, Yoga's good, especially for golf. For sure. Especially for golf. Yeah. I see a lot of like athletes at wit, not just golf not just like my golfers, but like football players, track track runners, the um like baseball players, like they'll just football players I think I said football players, but yeah, basketball players, like they'll all just like jump into like pigeon and i'll see them working like on opening their hips like when they're like in the gym as well too it's yeah i mean it's really cool to see that kind of in everything now 
and it's funny because a lot of people don't consider that yoga but i was telling this uh this girl um hopefully now recruiting moving forward uh when we were wrapping up the camp last yesterday <clears throat> that like yoga is at its true sense meditation and meditation is mindfulness and mindfulness is a mind body connection um and so in the end like what it's like one giant circle where like yoga is a mind body connection as well too you know and so um you can practice yoga when doing literally yoga um but also like when you're working out, like counting your reps, feeling your body, feeling how everything is in your form. It's just that, that, that awareness that, that you feel when you're present in the moment. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, that was good. You're, you're not <laughs> That's wrong my there. Ted talk for the day. Yeah, that was, that was wild. Yeah. You just <laughs> took me on a roller coaster there. Um, I, I saw I saw the thoughts spinning in your head. I was just like, damn, this is wild. <laughs> and I'm sure I, I got a lot of people thinking right now too. Uh, I might have to, I that's might just have the post, tip of the iceberg that goes on to, in my head. I might have to post that as a, as a clip. You should totally just do to, it just to get my reaction because I'm holding up with what I want to talk about next. But I just looked up and I'm like, jeez. All right, we, we <laughs> that was went deep. there. We got we got real deep. <laughs> after that was good. I mean, after all my bitching about the golf world, we needed uh, a little. We need a little balance, a little positive a little and negative. Listen, I'm a very positive person, and I and I want positivity for everyone. Oh, you've been but saying I, this for years. <laughs> when I come on here and, and we need a little, we need you know. I like to also zag on on everything, so I like to you know, throw a little wrinkle into stuff. Um, it's like with my friends, they get pissed off at me because like we'll argue sports. And even if I agree with them, I'll argue the other side. I'd be like, well, maybe Draymond Green had a, was in the right for punching Jordan Poole in the face. <laughs> you know, I'll say shit like that. And uh, just, to know, get a just, reaction. just to get a reaction and, and get the conversation going. You know what I mean? But, Do you remember the time where you were doing something like that to me and like I said something and you're like, yeah, but I want to <laughs> argue with you. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, I was like, ah, oh, man, I was really trying to get under your skin just to, but you couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't, but you're, you responded with like, get over yourself. And I was like, yes, <laughs> got it. <laughs> That's what I want. I want, you know. The back yeah. and forth. You you want a little uh, little pushback? Yeah, I mean, you want some resistance? I would love some resistance. Um, I think when people agree on everything, that's annoying. Um, mm -hmm. It's boring. But you want you want to talk about anything else? By the way, well, this is coming out right before the Super Bowl. So. Who do you have? And I put down, I'm going to start doing this once every, every time we pod, I'm going to give my bet of the week, whether it's for any sport. Yeah. So who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl and why? I want the Niners to win. Okay. Why? But I, 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 I have a distaste for the Chiefs because of the Bengals rivalry with them of recent years that's developed. Okay. And so, like, 
I'm ready to see. (laughs) It's not, it's nothing against like Patrick Mahomes because he's a good quarterback. I respect him. He could be, he could be a little vocal at times, but hey, whatever. Travis Kelsey, same thing. Go Bearcats. Um, Yep. Uh, and I don't mind Taylor Swift. I don't mind her like being like on the, I'm not a Swifty. <laughs> <laughs> Get over yourself. <laughs> and so, uh, oh my God. so like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just, the chiefs as a whole right now, I just want to beat them. I, I think that. they're going to win. I think they're going to win. What about, I, I want the 49ers to win. What about all the times the 49ers have beat the, Bengals in the Super Bowl. Early 90s. I know. I, I'm aware. Um, Bengals beat the 49ers this year. Yeah, Drops the mic. Walk out. <laughs> they didn't have Debo Samuel or Trent Williams. Yeah, I know. But we may not have had Jamar Chase, I think, at that time. Or No, that was when the Bengals were coming back. Oh, they were making a comeback. Yeah, Burrow was playing, and they were full. And the people were talking about the Super Bowl with them yeah. during that game. Super Bowl matchup. Yeah. Potential. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see Bengals and Niners be playing next year in the Super Bowl and um, trying to get a little bit of poetic justice and karmic balance into the, into the Bengals-Niners Super Bowl matchup. But time will tell. I mean, I just want to. Uh, I would love to see the Bengals play well again. But, yeah, I mean, I think the Chiefs are going to win. Niners, I want to win, though, to answer your question. How about you? Okay, so (laughs) obviously I'm from Cincinnati, but I'm an Eagles fan through and through. Eagles over Bengals. Sorry about it. People hate when I say that, but it's in the heart, man. It's in the heart. So I know last year the Chiefs beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Um, the 49ers and the Eagles have become a little bit of a rivalry because they were both at the top of the NFC. And what happened at the NFC Championship game last year where every quarterback got hurt for the 49ers. Um, I don't care who wins, but I put money on the Chiefs to win because I refuse to bet against Patrick Mahomes. Even though I think the 49ers have a better team, how can you bet against this guy, man? I mean, yeah. it's absolutely insane. Um, it's so just like be... God loves this guy, you know, and he just wants everything to work in his favor. <laughs> Except for his voice. Yeah. He's got the worst voice of all time, and his family just keeps doing like dumb shit. Like his brother, his wife, and his dad just got arrested yesterday. So, really, what for? DWI. Um, they were all driving. What? They were all driving. <laughs> no, no, no. Like Jackson Mahomes had like that sexual assault thing last summer, and then Brittany Mahomes is like the most annoying person in the world. His um, wife. Yeah. And uh, his wife, his dad just got arrested. I mean, DWI, not that big of a deal. But uh, uh. <clears throat> I don't hate the Chiefs. 
I think it's I love greatness. I love Andy Reid because he was with the Eagles for so long. Um, I like watching. I think it's cool when there's a dynasty because there's someone, there's a team to beat. Um, it's not like a, I don't know. This this has been a really weird NFL season. So many quarterbacks played. No one really knew who the best team was. Then the 49ers were, then the Eagles were, and then the Cowboys were, and then the Chiefs were down all year. The Bills were down. The Ravens all year. were the best team the for Ravens a while. were unbeatable, apparently. Um but I think the Chiefs are gonna win. Travis Kelsey, go Bearcats. I understand like people don't like the whole Taylor Swift. Actually, I don't understand why people don't like all the Taylor Swift stuff. Because, like, I'd rather see Taylor Swift in the stands than some random fan, you know? Like, it's kind of cool that, like, the most famous person in the world is also very invested in the NFL. Um, but I have the Chiefs. So here's here's my bet. It's a four-leg four, <laughs> four uh, leg parlay. I have the Chiefs money line. Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, anytime touchdown. Pacheco over 65 rushing yards and Christian McCaffrey over 125 rushing and passing yards combined. And that's at plus 3,200. So it's worth it. And I think I lost Dave. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to give out a random bet, whether it's NBA can't do NFL anymore, but probably do like NBA, maybe some NHL, maybe some baseball stuff when it comes up. But um, yeah, just at the end of the pod, give out a four to six leg parlay and maybe win some money. Not great at it, but uh, Dave just l- lagged out. So I'm going to end it there. Uh, follow at Mike Wolf Golf on Instagram and TikTok. Follow at Traveling Athlete Pod on Instagram and TikTok. We're doing this weekly. We're going to have guests on. Um, if there's anything you guys want us to talk about, shoot me a DM, shoot Dave a DM, and uh, we'll get to it. And yeah, appreciate you guys listening. Oh, shit. We got to do it again, dude. Look the lens cap on.